0: No. It's enough. Even torturing you is boring. This is the small council.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Small Council Radio. Uh, so, as a lot have uh, demanded, we are uh, going to be talking about the new Boltons that were revealed uh, by Simon over um, at the Super Regional. Got uh, you know, they gave us a bunch of cool pictures, and then even after the fact, I think they took uh, they gave out a couple more uh, tidbits on their website. Uh, So we'll be going over all that. For anyone that has not listened to it, um, I think a great show, uh, one we just did recently, we did a bunch of speculation. Now, granted, we know what a handful of it does now, but uh, I think there's still a lot that uh, is not shown that can be kind of up in the air. But uh, with me tonight, I have Justin uh, uh, again to give us his expertise in the Bolton faction. Hello. So, uh, I do apologize. I, I kind of have all the pictures, uh, together, but I also took like notes because there are some things that Michael did say, uh, about the faction, um, that were not caught on obviously picture. Uh, so I'll have to go find my notes that I, uh, sent over to, um, uh, Spencer in, like, a chat. I was kind of using his, his and mine, um, chat to kind of take notes, and (laughs) I'm really bad at taking notes, so I was, like, typing as fast as I could, and, uh, because, uh, Michael was spitting out a lot of info. Um, but before we jump into that, because I think, uh, you know, there's not a ton to talk about. Uh, we can kind of, anyone who's already listened to mine and Fang's uh, uh, episode, which was the last one, you already kind of gotten my experience. But uh, quickly, uh, we. Justin, you had came with us, and um, you were running neutrals. How did that go for you? How did you like the event and just everything?
0: Uh, well, I liked the event. Quite a lot. All five of my opponents were really fun people to play. Uh, even the ones that I lost, I got what well, a narrow loss and a normal loss, so they weren't blowouts. One was against Fang. He was a very good opponent. Just nothing I can say about that except he beat me fair and square, perfectly fine. Uh, so did Evan, actually, Night's nice Watch. Uh, great players. The community is really down to earth and fun to play against. Um, and overall, I enjoyed the events a lot. I don't normally do big major events just because I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm involved in some other stuff, but uh, I was pretty glad I went. Yeah, same. Um,
1: I was tempted to rock the neutrals with you, but uh, I just don't have that much courage. So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: but uh, you, I had mentioned this in the last episode. Um, I know. Uh, you're still kind of mentioning that you took ninth place, but I did let everyone know in the last episode that there was an error and that you should have been eighth place, and I think that needs to be recognized um, just for fairness um, to you, really. I know you probably could care less. Like, to you, it's, you know, it's a small little achievement, um, but I think uh, it's important to to give you the credit where credit's due. Um And as I mentioned in the last episode, no real fault on anyone for the small little mess-up. It wasn't like it was some huge mess-up that completely changed the entire standings of the entire tournament. It was off by, like, one point, which just changed uh, Justin from ninth to eighth. Um, And that's partially just to do with... uh, It was a system that... um, uh, people were not very familiar with, uh, and it kind of flipped through the cracks. But um, overall, still an amazing event. One of my favorites I've ever been to, um, probably in my top three uh, favorite Ice and Fire events. So, um, you know, I can't wait to go back in September. Uh, for anyone that is lucky enough to get a um, a spot to go, or even uh when the tickets become available, um there'll be limited spots if you're able to get one of those, you know, I can't wait to see you guys there. Um yeah, I
0: guess I'll be joining you guys back again for that one.
1: <laughs> yep. Be a, a repeat. Probably the same, same four hopefully people. Hopefully Boltons
0: are hopefully Boltons are out as a faction at that point and you better believe I'm gonna be repping them.
1: Um, hopefully. I think um let me pull one of these up. So, I don't know if I'll be able to paint your whole army before <laughs> uh, before then. Um, now, granted, well, I, I guess if you just paint. use... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you just use the old um, cutthroats and blackguard uh, and uh, characters, I mean, I'm sure I could probably paint up the roost that you really like, but if all I have to really paint are like the archers and or spearmen... Um then you know, I it that shouldn't be a problem at all. Um, now that I think about it. But painting up an entire army, I don't know. Because um, uh anyone who's seen the pictures, um, it does slate them to be out in August this year. But uh I'm pretty sure that means, um, if I remember hearing uh Adam correctly when he was talking to people, is that because there, there's a lot of product that all say August. I'm pretty sure every week, um, or it's dispersed somehow throughout the month of August. So for, as, for as, as far as we know, they could be coming out the last weekend of August, which would not only which would only give a little over two weeks before um, uh, the tournament, or maybe it's like three weeks. I don't know, but uh, but less than a month for sure. Uh, but, you know, maybe it comes out the first week of August, and now you got, you know, then and a half, and or a month and, and three quarters, uh, which, is, you know, could be quite a bit of time to get it all painted up.
0: I mean, um, honestly, I don't, like, as much as these new units are exciting, and I would love to use them, I'm mostly excited for a tactics deck and, like, MCUs and stuff like that, so... Uh, I'm, I'll am i be happy whenever it gets released because I should, be, at the very least, be able to use a Bolton Tactics deck. And I like new stuff regardless of what it is, so I'm excited for it.
1: Or even like the, you know, the simpler things too, like uh, NCUs and characters and commanders.
0: Oh yeah, and you know how I feel about it, my NCU choices, so I'm stoked to get some more. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: yeah, because, you know, um, as far as we're aware, I mean, nothing that we've seen uh, limits you from taking neutrals. I don't see why it would. I'm just throwing it out there. So it's not like you're only getting what you're being shown, um, but you are also still have the ones that you already have. You're only gaining yep. at this point. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, To jump right into it, um, these pictures are all kind of jumbled, so where to start? Uh, We can kind of start with the sculpts, I suppose. Um, So let's go over to uh, Roos and uh, Ramsey. Oh, you mean new Roos? The worst sculpt I've ever... I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure we've
1: already (laughs) seen these sculpts, but anyone who's seen the pictures from the uh, panel... Uh, at the tournament, they're like up close with the artwork side by side with it. Uh, you know, I think uh, it was already a great, both of them were great looking models, but uh, this kind of just shows a lot more of the detail uh, and the expressions and the faces
0: Man, Roos, like, Ramsey looks great for what he is, you know, just a sadistic, creepy-looking dude, but Roos looks menacing. Like, that's not how I picture him in the books, either. Like, I don't picture him as this, like, beast on the battlefield, but damn, does he look like one.
1: Yeah, I feel like the books didn't really explain how good he was as a fighter. No, they were really yeah, I'm willing to bet that he was just okay, but I think his just demeanor, his confidence, his uh, you know, just the way he it, like looks kind of adds a level of, you know, uh intimidation. intimidation. So, you know, cuz that can go a long way too. You know, sometimes you can uh exchange some talent for in other areas. Uh, if your opponent's scared of you or intimidated by you, that, uh, that'll that definitely affect your, um, you know, if you were to fight against them on the battlefield.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you
1: know, because you think, uh, you know, someone who's leading the whole army, you know, they, they must be good, or otherwise, why would they be leading the army? You know, I think a lot of people might have that in their mindset if they had to come up against you know, either of these guys on the battlefield, especially, like, um, how just crazy uh, Ramsey looks, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've already seen those two sculpts. Amazing. Um, and, again, can't wait to get those. Um, Thank God. What about that? Uh, uh,
0: sorry to interrupt, but what about that sweet new Reek sculpt?
1: Yeah, I was going to, that's the <laughs> next picture I just pulled up. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. I'll have, I think, like five of him now. Once I get the starter set,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind. Of which I have three of them painted. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Let's see. And then we got, um, I don't know her real name, but Fat Walda, and uh, who was um, uh, confirmed to be Arya Stark. Uh, by Michael, anyways, that's what he had called her. Um, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, doesn't have it no, on the screen they... for whatever reason.
0: You're talking about the imitator for Arya Stark.
1: Oh uh, yeah, the what's yeah. Her name? So
0: in the books, it's uh, Jenna Poole. Who what, so this should be Jenna Poole if it's Arya Stark for Bolton's, right? Yeah. Which she looked. Now, like did a they whole, do whole model? Did they
1: do that in the books to like be like, hey, look, we found Arya Stark? Let me
0: think. I don't 100% remember why they did it in the books, to be honest. I want to say it was Roose's ploy to say that he married his son, who he had claimed legitimately, so he's no longer a bastard at that point. Uh, he married his son to the heir of Winterfell, because the rest were presumed dead at that point.
1: Even uh, even Sansa?
0: I No. No, but she was marrying Joffrey, right? Or I can't remember the timeline. I think Joffrey's definitely dead at that point. But it's something like that. It's to marry the Starks to gain control of Winterfell as Warden of the North legitimately, you know, just him being a conniving jerk. <laughs> um,
1: next up we have... Uh the Bolton Dreadfort Spearmen. <clears throat> uh, we got... If I am if I recall, we didn't even have sculpts for them uh, when we were doing the other show. We did not. But now they gave us a picture of them, and, uh, look, I get uh, some people's... Uh, um, I mean, some, as in I've only seen, like, two or three people, but some have complained that they're too spiky. They look too, like, Warhammer chaos but personally, I think these guys look amazing. Um, I absolutely love their... Practically everything about them. I love their helmets. love their shields. Kind of like their cloak armor. Um, what do you think?
0: Uh, so, I should preface with... I despise Chaos Factions in Warhammer. And I play... Like, I like Warhammer. I've been around Warhammer my whole life. I do not like chaos stuff and i do not get that from these guys these guys are they look like less armored flayed men on foot which is awesome because even though flayed men are one of the first kits they still stand strong as one of the best kits so i am i am very happy for these models If I'm not mistaken, he said that they're going to sit somewhere between cutthroats and blackguard in the form of offense and defense, which sounds like a really good middle ground that I will enjoy using quite a lot.
1: Agreed. Um, I think we have... uh, Okay, so while we're on their sculpt, I'll just move over to their card. All we know is that they they hit on fours, and they move, uh, movement is five. They have the order set for charge. And they're only five points. And I say only because I thought for sure these guys would be six. They just kind of looked beefy enough to be six. But, uh, I mean, I'm not like opposed to five by no means. It's just not what I thought. Uh, guess I'm it really guessing. depends
0: on the rest of the card, right?
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Watch them have like resilience. Like, what the heck? <laughs>
1: Well, he did compare no them to the new Lannister halberdiers because now that the Lannister halberdiers are five points, uh, so my guess is they would be a four-up defense, a six-up morale, and their dice would be seven, seven, four, and they probably have one more ability. Is my guess. I wonder. Um,
0: so halberdiers have thundering, obviously, that's because of a halberd. So these guys definitely don't have thundering. So. Hopefully, it goes along with the Bolton theme itself, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, it'd be just cool if they had Vicious. I know a lot of people might think that's generic, but...
0: Spiky Spear.
1: Um, well, it kind of, you know, it kind of ruins the vibe. I don't know how you, how uh, you feel about it, but, um, you know, for the longest time, you know, when Bastard Scrolls didn't have Vicious, and... Uh, and it was like, oh, well, you know, Cutthroats have Vicious... Or was it Bastard gross Did they
0: not yeah, have Bat-screws Vicious at one not Vicious for, like, half the game's life.
1: And then Blackguard didn't even have it, did they?
0: Uh,
1: until uh, I don't like think they did, actually.
0: Yeah, I think they just had Visage, which is crazy. They were so unusable for so long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, I, I think it... As generic as it would be, I would love these guys to have Vicious, because there's just so much panic combination in the Bolton faction that when a unit doesn't have Vicious, it kind of throws everything off. Uh, Unless there's going to be a way to give them Vicious, either through an attachment or just something.
0: I don't know. I mean... Not to jump forward, and I won't jump forward, but I'll just mention, we have a new commander coming out, so he could totally be, and it would make sense for him to be designed to work in one of the new Dreadfort units, as opposed to one of the existing Bolton units that already have two commanders that have been working with them, right? So he could give Vicious, I think, not to, I'm not jumping forward again, but with what we see on the Archers, <laughs> I think it's entirely possible we don't see Vicious and we see something else much, because we all, pretty sure we thought that the archers would have vicious because of fire, right? Like in their little artwork that we saw? Yep. So that was, and it's not that it's not vicious, like it's still panic oriented, which is well, I guess it's not panic oriented, it's like the opposite (laughs) of panic oriented, which is interesting. (laughs) Your dudes are going to take a panic Um, test and minus, or lose a wound, panic test from shooting into combat. Anyways, we'll talk about that. No, you're
1: good. Um, let me just look up because before we jump into like all the other units, I want to since we already briefly talked about the sculpts for the NCU's. Um, want to pull up my list. So before we go any further, I totally forgot to mention this at the beginning. Um, uh, so they said Bolton's would be the first of uh all the mini factions and there's been a lot of debate of what that means. And now Michael didn't come out and like detail, say everything that that would uh, mean for a mini faction. But he did come out and say, I might've said this uh, in one of the other shows, but um, he did say that a mini faction is basically a faction It just has less releases. Like it's, this is my interpretation of what he said. Is that it's it's basically a fa- it's a faction in every single way. Uh, it's just not going to have as many releases throughout the year, so it's just going to have less options. But though some might say, "Well, that sucks," you know, I want them to have as many as others. I mean, realistically, you can't just continue to bank nonstop, you know, or nonstop um, factions and i think a mini faction is a nice compromise it gives the people who really want to see these uh outlier houses and i say outlier you know maybe not outlier but um sub houses or like uh you know you're not main houses of the game of thrones but you can thematically run a list with them and perform well or at least I'm assuming I have confidence that they will, but, you know. I'll perform uh, well. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of people were throwing all these theories out there, and I think, uh, to be totally honest, uh, a lot of the theories, a lot of things I've seen, I think, pe- is just people over um, thinking too much into it. Uh, a mini faction, I think the name mini in in there is just referring to you're going to have less options. And for no other reason than probably balance. Um, and because they, you know, way back when they are like, okay, we're only going to have, I think they said, like nine factions. Well, I think the further they went into it, maybe they always had this intent to do many factions, but I think maybe the further they went into it, assuming that, They didn't have plans to do many factions. There's just so much um, uh, excitement for certain houses that they may have never had intent to make houses or their own faction. A nice compromise to get those houses in there while still keeping the game balance and not throwing out, you know, uh, diluting the entire game with just an insane number of
0: units. I think. All of that combined is almost certainly the case. Balance, popularity. Although, you know, I do struggle to say that Boltons are one of the most popular things in the game. I suppose among miniature factions, maybe. But even that's probably a stretch. Maybe it's that people want it, but it just was such a low win rate that nobody ever wanted to try it. Sorry for
1: like the a couple extra seconds pause. I'm eating in between my breaks of talking. <laughs> um, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're on yeah. a show, Dave. I'm okay. kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I literally finished my dinner and created the show and got everything ready and then I was still hungry, so I got some strawberries as my dessert. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. <laughs> so Uh, We don't know what they do, but we do have Walda um, Frey at four points and uh, Jenny Poole uh, at five points. So uh, Michael did say in my notes I have here that Jenny Poole, uh, or the um, person that's supposed to be Arya Stark, like pretending to be Arya Stark, is a once-per-game, very powerful, but opponent then takes control. That's all I wrote in my note. Um, So, he did not say what she would do, but it is a once-per-game and very powerful. And he stressed the very powerful part. But I would assume if my opponent's going to take my um, NCU, who knows if it's for like the round, if it's forever, I don't know. Uh, But the funny thing is, is that, you know, I was thinking about it a little bit, and if you run, um, I can't remember. Uh, I'll come back to it if I remember it. There's a thought of like a goofy little interaction if your opponent has to take it. But um, what do you think of that?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know how much of an opinion I have because that's very little information. I would assume, though, if it's powerful enough to give your opponent control of your NCU then I'm picturing... Obviously, I'm not picturing Corrin Halfhand's ability, but that's the type of power I'm expecting. Or maybe not even expecting, but what I'm picturing, you know? Like, you lose control of an N C U, Corrin dies. No enemy can do anything. I don't expect her to do anything near that specifically, but as far as like game changing that's what i kind of expect i suppose
1: yeah yeah i mean because it's worse than even having your ncu die let's say it's permanent and they get to keep it for the rest of the game oh. um, it's worse than having your ncu die i mean now your opponent has an ncu that i'm i'm assuming if it's a once per game ability and you're going to give your opponent an ncu she probably has no other ability is my guess. 'Cause that would be even that would be even more salt on the wound if she had like an influence and you uh gave her to your opponent to now be able to influence their own uh <laughs> uh forces. But then again, for five points, I mean that once per game I mean you would think has to be crazy good. So we'll see. Um I'm excited to kind of see what it is. Uh NCUs like that always kind of intrigue me but always kind of scare me for game balance but um it's like for example I have absolutely no issue with uh like Tywin but I can't stand Corin I think it really is that one point difference I think Corin at 6 points would be uh just fine you just didn't see him very often before or at least I didn't because you know Night's Watch like their activation so they just weren't willing to spend six points, even if, in my opinion, corn was fair at six. But that's a little tangent because, you know, I got to. Uh, let's see. Be down the um, yeah. Um, they did uh, say that um, Boltons will remain neutral um, and that Dreadfort is what um, will be Bolton only. I know that is a little confusing. Um, it would be nice if maybe, I don't know, when they redo everything, <clears throat> they just change, um, change it all to be, change the names a little bit. They could just be, uh, maybe it might be a little clunky to say it like this, but uh, Bolton, Dreadfort, uh, Cutthroats, you know, because I think one thing we were talking about is the, confusion of um, uh, keywords. So, like, Roos has one card that calls out Bolton units, but, um, if I'm not mistaken, the the new Dreadfort units don't have Bolton in the name. So, unless they change
0: their card. I don't know if you noticed, and we'll get into this, but I don't think we have to worry about Bolton whatsoever by reading the cards that are in the video on their website. Uh, it looks like oh, things okay. have changed. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it, but Bolton doesn't seem to be on cards anymore. For the Bolton Okay, that's cards. good. Yeah, the uh,
1: the stuff online that they sent, uh, or that they gave out, I barely glanced at, to be honest, which I think is only... I've been looking at it while
0: you've been talking. I was, like, pausing the video (laughs) and, like... Because the pictures you sent me were a little blurry, so I wanted to find the source. And, uh, yeah, no, the cards are... I'm excited to talk about those when we get to them. Those are great. Continue on. Uh, Yeah, you're good.
1: Um, Just want to finish my notes here so I don't have to keep jumping between the notes and what we have, the pictures. Um, Dreadfort will be Bolton Faction only... Um, as well as the NCU's and characters uh dreadfort let's see oh uh, so this was a funny one we'll I'll, I think this is the last of it and it will tie in when we'll just jump right into the archers but so right before he revealed the archers uh card he was talking and he emphasized I'm talking like strongly emphasized that the word vicious and so in my notes I literally wrote Dreadfort Archers get vicious and bonus for shooting into enemies uh that are engaged. And then like the next I think it was the next slide or the slide after. Um <laughs> he revealed and they didn't have vicious or a way to get it. So it's like, Oh, well, thanks for emphasizing vicious. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh we got a little bit different angles of the sculpts i believe um still great looking in my opinion uh, i like the diversity in uh in um, uh positions uh but let's see so we have them uh i don't think we have a point cost yet um, but they are uh 5 move uh 6 up armor 7 up morale uh their range is long, hitting on threes, seven, uh, something four. My oh, stuff's too blurry. Can you oh, see seven, better seven, on seven, yours? Four. Seven, seven seven four seven. for the range attack. Yep. Melee is hitting on fives, five four three, and then. But the unique part about them, so they're basically Stark bowmen. So I'm willing to bet they're six points uh, because I believe they almost have identical stats to them. The only difference really is, um, one, their morale is uh, one worse, but they have Ruthless Volley. Ignore units and terrain when determining line of sight, the so same as the Stark Bowman. But theirs is, their other ability is, when attacking engaged enemies, gain precision and may reroll any attack dice. And then your friendly units engaged with that enemy suffer one wound. Uh, and I think that downside is easily worth it. Now granted, you still nothing here says you don't take the normal panic test for shooting into combat. So that could turn out to be if you fail your panic, it's essentially D three plus uh plus plus one. And my plus one. No, it's plus I,
0: one. Yeah, it's just the my one brain for was their thinking ability. back
1: to my brain was thinking back to the previous uh, panic where it was D three plus one. I plus feel mom. like
0: so I was really excited for this one. I saw and honestly I still am. Like I'm probably going to use them a lot. There's only two obstacles. I love my bastard girls and they're the same range and they end up doing more damage <laughs> most of the time. And then boltons aren't known for high morale, so it could end up being a problem. I think it depends on like what I'm fighting. So if I were to go to a tournament I'd probably use these against like non Lannister or like panic based factions. Um but like if I were fighting Lannisters I don't think I can afford to bring these with like hear me roar and stuff out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I think these guys with um I don't know what the rest of the list would look like, but these guys in tandem with Bastards Girls, especially if the enemy gets too close you shoot at charge and then shoot with these guys and the best girls have the five up morale uh and you yeah, don't care about one dog Or fladman uh especially if you're going to run the um glory seeker in them with the iron resolve uh and then they have the intimidating presence
0: yep i was i just i thought of something and then i realized it doesn't it might not work uh, i was like oh well if i just have you know um the auto-pass morale card for neutrals, I was like, wait a second, it's not neutrals. Damn it. (laughs) We don't know if we'll have it or not. If I were to guess that it's not, you're not going to see a lot of similarities between the cards. So I don't know if we'll have auto-pass morale.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be a a big um, learning curve is is really just the deck over anything for, you know, moving from neutral Boltons to Bolton faction. But overall, Uh, I like the... um, Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, but, like, that's probably what you're going to say. Overall, I think this unit, if it's at six points, like you said, it's going to be nice to get, you know, seven hits with precision, on an enemy that's already engaged and potentially weakened or weakening them before you hit with like cutthroats or something like that. It's a super good range unit. I'm not upset by it at all. I, I like the look of it, unless it were like seven or eight points and I throw them in the trash.
1: Yeah. Um, like I, I think I was mentioning the, the Bastard's Girls combo with these guys, I almost guarantee that it's a dead unit. You know, you're going to shoot them, vulnerable charge them. Uh, that's two panic tests, and then these guys shooting into them, uh, and now they're, uh, taking seven dice, hitting on threes with three rolls of precision, and then another panic test. Uh, I mean, it's, that's, I mean, it's possible they're still alive, but I really think that they're, it's probably a dead unit. Um, uh, or even just the Flayed Men, you know, I don't think it'd be as much damage, but pretty close just because that intimidating presence would uh, kick in twice. But, I don't know, we'll see. I think these guys will be, uh, especially if like you're, I mean, for you it might not be uh, as tempting because you love the Bastards Scrolls so much. I think a lot of the other players, it's like, oh man, I don't have that extra point to get Bastards Scrolls. Okay, well... Got some archers, you know. Assuming
0: they're six points, but I think for yeah. you,
1: you'd probably just be like, "Where can I take out a point and make these vatchers girls?"
0: Well, I got a rule, right? I got to use vatchers girls in every game. Yeah, so I guess you don't have that problem because they would already be in
1: the list before you ever they, got to the thing. They're setting. the first thing I put in a list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everything's built around them.
1: It's so, a, a bold strategy. <laughs> that works out.
0: Let's see if it pays off.
1: Alright, let's see here. Uh went over that, that's all those. Um all right, we can do the let's go ahead and just do the tactics cards next. The ones from their uh site with uh that you're referencing. Do I want to kick
0: it off? Because I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. after I look at them. Okay, so <laughs> there's like a couple things to look at here. First and foremost is we see a completely different commander card on Ramsey, and not only that, but we see one of his commander cards in their regular deck. Cruel Methods is now in the deck, and it doesn't have the Bolton requirements, uh, which is fantastic because I personally – Cruel Methods is one of Ramsey's – is Ramsey's best card right now but I don't think he shines with his other cards. So it's great to potentially see Ramsey kind of just getting an overhaul in the Bolton faction, but the skin collection is really cool too. This is just something to bump up, like, I don't know, throw it on flayed Men and they could be minus five panic tests in the front. Like, obviously it's not going to happen early game because you have to kill two ranks. Well, essentially what it does is you attach it to an infantry. Oh, it's infantry. Uh, uh, But every time they destroy a rank, up to two ranks, they get an order token, and it's minus one panic test while engaged with them per token. So that's just fantastic. You know, throw it in Blackguard, anything, right? Anything will work with this. And seeing Cruel Methods in the basic deck is so nice, too. I'm super excited about that. And then the Roost card is a more threat. That doesn't seem to have changed.
1: Um one thing about the skin collection that uh, you could do which would be super nasty is you start a turn attach it to a blackguard unit. As soon as your opponent attacks that blackguard unit if your um, uh, visage kills a rank, you'll get an order token on it. Um, So uh, let's see. Enemies engaged with this unit suffer minus one panic test for each order token on this unit up to two. So um, I mean this is basically just like uh, um, a, a weaker version essentially than the Silencemen Men uh, for uh, Greyjoys because this one has to be engaged. It's not like a short range bubble, but Still, um, I mean, on Blackguard, this is going to work defensively and offensively. I think they'll be kind of the prime target. Or if... uh, I don't know if we saw Ramsey's attachment ability, but if he still has Visage, um, whatever unit he's in, which would be thematic too, because now um, you can put him in uh, Bastard Scrolls or something, or even just Cutthroats, and now this card means that you're going to have um, Visage with bonuses, and you're Vicious with bonuses.
0: I think it's going to pair very nicely, and I didn't see these until right before the show, so I am <laughs> very happy to see that not only are we getting a new deck, obviously, but the Commanders could have certain cards that are slightly different. Well, one of them definitely yep.
1: does. Well, yeah, I think right here is like a... I think they chose these three cards uh, on purpose. Because one card, like you are saying, used to be Ramsey's card, but is now base deck. We now see one of Ramsey's cards, which is completely different, and we see one of Ruse's cards, which is identical. Meaning that I think... uh, I would not be surprised if each commander keeps one card. Each commander gives a card to the base deck and then each commander gets a brand-new card or something. I don't know. It's uh, Or, like, they they could keep one card, and then keep one card, get two brand-new cards, and then one of the cards that gets replaced goes to the base deck or something. That way it still feels like them that you're used to. Because, for example, you throw Ramsey in, you know, if you're running Ramsey... He's still got cruel methods. Uh it's just doesn't have his face on it anymore, you know.
0: I think that's and it what we see for Roos keeping whispered threats, either of his other two cards completely makes sense thematically being in a Dreadfort deck. This is probably the one card whispered threats that should be unique to him out of all three of them, because he's the one with the whispered threats. But everyone at the f- dreadfort Flays people or fear keeps the man alive, right? (laughs) So could you imagine the basic deck with Flayed Man Has No Secrets? Oh (laughs) Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, that that card alone, you know, that is easily the best card in all of neutral if you count all commanders, all base deck, in my opinion, anyways.
0: Interactions can be a little goofy, but when it works, it is incredibly good for sure. Let's
1: see here. What do we got left? We've got a little bit left. Um, got some... Okay, here's a picture of the um, commander cards uh, basically just showing you that um, uh, they come in both versions. So, got yeah, your four-point Roos NCU and the two-point Ramsey attachment that will have both the neutral uh like brown color cards and then you'll also have like the reddish pink um cards for the Bolton faction. Uh which I think they you know they throw that out there to just show you that basically everything that's already in neutral will be will remain neutral. Similar to the Stormcrow's for uh um neutral as opposed to Targaryen. So showing you that just because Roos and Ramsey will be there, you know, basically the leaders of the new faction, you know, the highest in command, um, it does not mean that they will take away those options for everyone who's playing, you know, that uses them uh, with, you know, with their neutral points. Uh All right,
0: let's see. We got steel shanks to talk about.
1: Yeah, I think I got one more picture. I don't think there's anything.
0: There's different. a few more so pictures here. That we'll talk about.
1: I got the one with all the units. It kind of just shows you that the bass girls, the cutthroats. I mean, it only shows a little bit of the cutthroats, but the bass girls, and the flayed men both are unchanged. Uh, As far as I can tell, everything is identical. Um, I
0: think the video showed the cutthroats and the blackguard, and they look unchanged as well in the video.
1: Like it showed the whole guard. Oh, did it? Yeah, because the one I'm looking at here looks like they're unchanged. And I almost even feel like uh, Michael called that out, that they're unchanged. They're just basically being imported over. Um, Yeah, it
0: definitely shows it in the video. They're completely unchanged which
1: is fine. Um, let's see here. My pictures aren't the best. Uh so the angle I was sitting at was covering up some of the stuff, but uh, I guess next we can talk about if you want to kick it off. We got the the other commander that's supposed to be coming the Bolton Hero Box 1. Steel Shank um, was it Steel Shank.
0: Yeah, he's mentioned, not like a ton in the book, but he's definitely mentioned in the book a couple times. And you're like, he's got a cool name, Steel Shanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It says, Steel Shanks Walton, Captain of the Guard, is the commander's name. That's important because it appears that later on we have a picture that shows that he's a character called Relentless Soldier. Which it is described in the books that he's, he's like like the most up and down soldier ever. He's not necessarily like a torturer or anything like that. He's just a soldier through and through the most perfect example of just a regular soldier, which is kind of cool. Like I kind of like that idea, but he has three (laughs) commander cards and that's all we know about him. Oh, and he's obviously an infantry attachment because we see his sculpt. Uh, we see price of fear. It looks like don't know what that does. We see rush of something, uh, And then we see Taunt. So we know what Taunt does. Uh, Taunt sounds awesome with Blackguard. I'm not going to complain about that at all. And being captain of the guard, Blackguard. I know they're blackguard, but Blackguard. (laughs) Um, They're like captain of the guard, Blackguard. It's going to be great. Make them charge into me and (laughs) take a huge panic test. It's going to be fantastic. I'm not complaining at all. And they get weakened, so it's like a win-win. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, the rush of almost guarantee that's Rush of Aggression, uh, which if it is, that's amazing for um, you, anyone that doesn't know that card, it is uh, when charging, you auto-count as having rolled a six, um, and afterwards you become vulnerable. But uh, if it's um, the commander's unit, uh, then you ignore being vulnerable. Uh, And I think with blade men, Bastard scrolls, uh cut throats, All of these units are like so good at just, you know, whacking you and keeping you down that ensuring that six or that uh 11 to 12 inch charge is huge.
0: Oh 100%, there's been many times in the game that I've needed to get like a 4 5 or 6, but it's so risky if I fail, I could lose the game. So guaranteeing that
1: would be great. Yep. Um, Allows you to stay out of, like, danger of a lot of things, Um, especially, like, Bastard Scrolls. You can, um, you know, uh, I think it was Brett was talking about, you know, just using traps to, like, kill a Bastard Scrolls unit. But if uh, this is, let's say, 13 inches away, and you, you know, are... You know, they're waiting for you to, like, shift within range or shift too close. You just barely stay out, and then you play this card, and now you can charge. And now once you're engaged, the traps can't affect you. Um, I think this card gives you a lot of play. Uh, you know, especially when you have a um, uh, cavalry unit, like Flayed Men and or, um, like, Bastard Scrolls who can shoot shift to, and then potentially charge uh, 12. So, 14-inch threat range. Um, And then the last one is price of fear. So, we know what um, price of failure does. Uh, So, if it's anything like price of failure, which now my brain is telling me I'm mixing up cards, so I'm going to pull it up real quick. Um, let see. I think it's a Gregor card. Yep. Price of Failure. When a friendly unit is performing an attack before rolling attack dice, so I'm going to assume it has that same wording. And then it says, all attack dice rolls automatically hit for this attack. For each roll that would have missed, the attacker suffers one wound. So this says price of fear. Fear, in my opinion, so this is the way I interpret it, what it could possibly do. Fear is something to do with panic tests. So I have a feeling that this will be, instead of all your attacks automatically hitting and then taking one for every miss, it's uh, your opponent rolls a uh when they roll for their or it might even not it might not even be when a friendly unit is performing an attack before rolling dice it could even wording of when your opponent rolls uh their panic test um they auto count as failing and take the d3 amount um or the however amount it would be like if it's intimidating presence um but if they were to have passed that test something bad happens to you whether or not you just take the same amount as they take, or you have to then take a panic test. Uh, but it's just kind of like the first thing that came to my mind, you know, when they take a similar name to a card, but it you know, but change it up just a little bit.
0: I would personally love if I could make someone automatically fail a panic test for... Like, I don't know, spread fear, prey on fear, fear keeps the man alive, all the fear type abilities. That'd be great. Please let me have that. <laughs> so, we'll see.
1: I think um, if, like, Roos really does have uh, his Slade has no secrets still, or, you know, if... Because of Regression, amazing card. Taunt in the right situation, awesome card. Um, but... You know, uh, I think uh, if I'm right and it's similar to what I was just describing, Price of Fear would be like kind of the defining card for uh, um, Steel Shank.
0: I think he's right up my playstyle to be honest. I, I go very hard. I charge all the time across the table. <laughs> I rush forward because I know my, my dudes don't hold up well against ranged attacks or just being picked off, panic, etc. So I'm exceptionally aggressive. So an auto six charge, taunt to get enemies out of place, more importantly, to line up a good Bastard Girls charge in the flank or something like that. These cards are completely up my alley if they are what it looks like. So I'm happy with this guy, and I hope his commander card gives me the abilities I want. I assume he's going to be relatively combat-oriented. So that's how I play. That's how Boltons have to play currently, and I don't expect that to necessarily change.
1: Yep. I could maybe see him getting, like, set for charge or something. Um, that would mean he doesn't really sit well with Spears, but it's not like we haven't seen that before with uh, other things Good. kind of have overlapping. But, I mean, putting him in Blackguard with set for charge and horrific, horrific visage yeah. and taunt. Set for charge on Blackguard taunted- is very useful. Well, when you combine it with visage though.
0: And, um, yeah, yeah, cuz I mean it's too panic tough. Yeah, it could it could work well. You are right.
1: I mean, yeah, you're not going to like obliterate a unit on their own turn, which would be, you know, which would really suck. And, you know, be a feels bad, but I think uh, you know, you'll do significant damage to them and all as a reaction. You know, you wouldn't you have had to have activated or you could even just like march onto an objective knowing that hey if you want to come at me now uh I still have an attack.
0: Yep. I think he'll be but, um, fantastic. He's my new he's my new best friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh I would say he's uh, you know, a lot of my play style is a lot more aggressive in ice and fire, and so just from uh, just from what we can see so far, I think he would be probably one of my more go-to over like Ramsey or Roos, but you never know. Um, it's hard to tell at this point, but we'll see. See here. Um,
0: here we have two more. Pictures. We have the the two attachments, right? Two pictures of attachments, yes.
1: Um, well, one has an NCU in there, but we don't know what any of them do, as far as I'm aware. Nope. So let's go uh, with the NCU one first. First, we have the uh, Is that how you say Chibold. his name? He's the Uh He's four points, and he does things. Um,
0: Ta-da. Hey, four-point NCU. I'm not complaining.
1: And then uh, we have Sour Allen. Uh, the first he gives the ability the first uh Bastards Boy attachment uh included in your army is free. I'm assuming uh he's I don't know. He's either two points um and does something pretty decent or he's one point and has an ability that is, you know, like one of those abilities that, abilities that uh, has a downside, and so that is what kinda counter- counteracts it, like why, uh, for example, Dario is only one point attachment, because precision crit blow, but then taking a wound on rolls of one, and why he's only one point. Now a lot of people would say, well, he's still not really worth one point. I, in a way, agree, but disagree. Um I think, uh, because of his downside is why he gets away with being only worth one point. Um, so that's kind of my take on Seller Allen is that we can't see his cost, but my guess because he's giving you a free NC or a free attachment. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to unba- uh, unpack there. Does that mean all of the Bastards Boys are only one point? Because you know, if I'm any of them fine. are two points, that would be a little crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm willing to bet they're all going to be one point or in some crazy... They're all going to be the same points. And I think it is rational to believe that it'll be one point if you're getting it for free. Because getting two free points in a game, that matters a lot. So that could be crazy. But it'll be nice to... So... There's going to be multiple Bastards Boys. We know that from both this card and uh, the attachment box when we look at the art. So it'll be nice to have multiple options of named attachments in my Bolton lists, but also to be able to pick and choose which one I want no matter what if I'm lacking points or something like that. That sounds fantastic.
1: Yep. Well, and to kind of tie in with what you were just saying... As you're saying, having two free points, uh so on our next slide we have Ben Bones, which is a one point uh which oh, yeah. uh <laughs> reduces the attachment cost by one if he's attached to a Bastard Scrolls unit. Again, we don't know what he does or uh the next one Steel Shanks uh attachment. I'm assuming attachment. Um Yeah, it's a uh, character
0: on it, not commander. Doesn't it say commander if it's a commander? I was thinking um,
1: NCU. Or no, we can see the symbol, can't we?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's an
1: attachment. We don't see the NCU symbol up top left.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Sorry, I was looking for the combat unit thing at the bottom left.
1: So, yeah, he's he's an attachment. Um, We don't know how many points. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, like you were saying, two free uh, points plus. Because if somehow, if one of the Bastards Boys is free, or I mean two points given that free, and then Ben Bones free if you put him in Bastards Girls, that's uh, you know that's a lot of free points. But um, the number one thing that I like about this is the encouragement to run attachments. Uh, yeah. Now obviously we don't know what they do. They you know if, uh, let's say, for example, obviously, Ben, you're going to run Bastard Skrulls, so unless you already wanted to run a different attachment in there, why not just run Ben Bones? Um, but with Sour Allen, it really, I guess, depends on what he does and how many points he is. These two points, and he is arguably only one point worth, and you're just getting another one point free, then you you got to ask yourself, okay, well, you know, I didn't even really want to purchase either of them to begin with, so, you know, I feel like I'm not getting a a deal here. You know what I mean?
0: Could be the opposite, too, though. Could be that yep. their abilities are worth paying one point for. Like, Ben Bones, it says, it's reduced if he goes in Bastard's rules, but what does he do? And can I put him in something else? We'll see. Well, that, and is Ben Bones a Bastard's boy? He is not. He's the Kennel Master. Oh, okay. He's different, so you're getting potentially two to three free points, depending on what the Bastard's Boy's points cost are in an army. Because like you said, unless I want to put a pointed attachment in Bastard's Girls or a free Bastard's Boy in Bastard's Girls, if I have a plain Bastard's Girls anywhere, which I often do, 100% I'll take a free attack. I don't care what he does. (laughs) It's not going to be bad. (laughs) It's not gonna hurt me, right?
1: No, because uh, since it's free, it doesn't actually count against you when they die.
0: Haha! <laughs> See, there's no negative here. I'm just getting free attachments yeah. to buff up some units in ways that I want. That's I love that theme a ton. I'm very happy about it.
1: Yeah, I hope this is like the the start of you know them doing this with all factions. Because I would love to, like, I would love the attachments are so good that you want to run one in every unit. You know what I mean? Um, especially named attachments. Uh, you know, it It just seems a lot more thematic. Um, and I know not everyone always plays, like, thematic games. But, I don't know, I just feel like, you know, and I'm guilty of this. Like, in the more competitive scene, running attachments is super rare. Why? Because they're rarely worth their points over getting a whole nother unit or upgrading a unit. You know, if like, let's say I have, okay, I have two points to spare. Well, I can either spend two points on uh, two one-point attachments or a two-point attachment, or I can just upgrade this five-point unit to a seven-point unit. I still have the same number of activations, and I have to ask myself, is the upgrading of, let's say, Cutthroats to a Bastard's Girl Better than the abilities in which two one-point NCU's, or I mean, uh, one-point attachments would give me. So, well, not only in your case, in your case, it's even more because if you do upgrade that cutthroat to a bastard scroll, you now have the option of a free attachment. So, um, but I just I hope the the game gets to the point where attachments are so good that everyone wants to run them. And I'm not just saying any particular faction or any particular attachment. I'm just saying all attachments. It would just be really nice.
0: I've always loved the ideas of attachments, but in a 40-point game, I just never can find myself running too many. I mean, I guess I put stuff in bastard drills every now and again, but like cutthroats, I have always struggled putting something in because, and I was saying this a bunch of the time. They die. (laughs) yeah. So, like, yeah, they die super easy. That doesn't mean they're bad. Usually, my my philosophy is, if I bring enough of them, I'll sacrifice one to the grinder so the rest can perform. But I don't know which one that's going to be necessarily. Like, obviously, it depends on how the battle's going. So I don't necessarily want to throw a attachment one point or two points into something that's just cannon fodder, anyways. But yep. if it's free, I'm going to take it. Maybe that'll. That'll keep my cannon fodder cannon foddering a little longer. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, that's everything, though, for this. Yep. So, I guess, uh, what's your overall, like, uh, thoughts, your final... um... Uh, I mean, this is excitement, right? (laughs) Like, for the most basic thing is I'm beyond excited... Having these attachments is such a cool thing. Three NCU new MCUs for. Like I hesitate to take the same my faction. I don't have to take the same my faction. I've been playing Boltons since day one. I barely have touched Mummers, Stormcrows. I'm. I don't even own Golden Company. I have had knight, but I've only used attachments. So this is a hundred percent my faction. I've been playing Boltons before Boltons were Boltons, and, and for five years. <laughs> so I'm. I am stoked to be getting three new attachments. I'm stoked to be getting two new units. All of these attachments are going to be amazing. A new commander, new cards, new stuff, new tactics cards. This is great, and they don't look bad. A lot of this fits my playstyle. The only thing I'm going to struggle with is I have a feeling there's going to be lists that I'm not going to be able to bring Bastard's Girls if I want to try out things, and that's going to make me sad inside, but I might have to grow beyond. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm beyond stoked for this. I was so happy today to see the commander cards slightly different. And Cruel methods going to the regular deck, which is easily his best card. Just being able to heal four wounds at the start of any turn, that's literally Tycho. <laughs> Minus one wound. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, no, this is going to be fantastic. I'm not going to have it any issues with this, it is going to be the one time in my Ice and Fire career that I will happily hard switch to a quote-unquote new faction. Because I bought Brathians when they came out with the intent of switching, but they were so popular and I had all these Boltons that I was like, eh, I'll stick with Boltons. And look at me now.
1: Well, especially in our play area, anyone that's, you know, obviously not from our area, of all the factions that come out for the game, none of them were so popular as Baratheon. Like, I even, because uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll am play Baratheon. I played him for, I think, like three or four months, but so many people in our area started playing Baratheons that I just, I couldn't do it. It was like half of everyone, uh, and I was just like, man, you know, and then uh, when Spencer finally, uh, I finally convinced him to get into Ice and Fire because, you know, for a he had kind of, a, and this is partially my fault, but he had a bad uh, experience with his first game of it, and that was, be, and that was only because um, I kind of, uh, you know, he's an experienced wargamer, so I guess I just, I, I gave him the tools to make his list, and then I went and go, played a game against someone else, and then he played against just like a, a average player, I would say. Um and, but he didn't really get the concept of the game because, I mean, we both hit, we coming from Warhammer 40k. And so he like got demolished and he's like, yeah, this game's kind of stupid. You know, or, you know, paraphrasing there. But, uh, eventually I got him to like really try it and, you know, I taught him all the ins and outs of like the little nuanced things, uh, and what to do. And then he started up on Baratheons and I'm just like, you know. Alright. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll move on. Um, I had, literally, I have what, I mean, so much has come out now, but I think I have a third of my Baratheons painted, but by the time I had uh, uh, sw- swapped from Baratheons as my main faction to, I think, Greyjoys at the time, um, was, uh, I had, like, 90, 95% of the faction painted, Um because they had just started um, coming out with like the relore and the High Garden stuff, so. But you know, uh, so I definitely don't blame you there for like the whole you know not wanting to play Baratheons when basically everyone and their mother were playing them, <laughs> and yeah. in our area, anyways. So yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I guess the last question I have for you is, what are some of the few things that you think you might miss about running uh, neutral Boltons. I guess that would really just be the the deck, but what cards in particular, maybe?
0: I don't even know if it's cards in particular, but the triggers on the faction's deck, on the neutral deck... Neutral deck is the easiest deck to run through cards in the entire game because they have so many start of turn and then so many independent triggers that they're really easy to move through. And none of them are particularly game-changing, but uh, they're small little buffs that happen very quickly that can really get you the upper hand. Uh, One thing I won't miss is Spoils of War. I love the idea of the card. It never works. I I barely ever get any value out of it, if any. Usually I draw it halfway through the game when units have already died, or the end of the game, or if I draw it in the beginning, it goes on a unit that my enemy can then kill, or whatever the case. So, I won't miss that card. That'll be dope. Um, I feel like I'll really miss uh, my Adaptive Methods card, because that was a big, in the first half of the game, that was probably one of the best cards in the game its trigger was any time and that literally means any time so there's pause of the game essentially now it's start of any turn still really powerful little more timing finesse required which is fine uh, but i'll miss that card especially after this tournament where i got war cried so many times but half the time i got war cried i would just give it back to them because they'd warcried at the start of their turn so i had it my card would go after warcry so they'd give me a token and then i'd just give it right back so they warcry themselves so i'll miss that card it depends on what i'll uh i'll get in return
1: well i mean uh the upside is uh you know especially coming from your uh you know you in particular like you're saying you know You never really did, like, all Stormcrow, all Mummer, um, all, uh, you know, you don't even have Golden Company. So, really, you're not losing anything in that aspect because your Boltons are still, you know, you can run as many of them as you want. And then the few times that you would sparsely run, like, a Skirmisher or uh, even less so a Mercenary... Um, you can still do that with the, your neutral points. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever seen you. Other than I think one game ever you played all Stormcrow with Dario, and you're like, yeah, never again because he sucked so bad. <laughs> um,
0: uh, yeah, but I also did a mummer list too with. Uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. But that I was. I think also- it might have been the same day. But, I think it
0: was at your house. Yeah. Last time so, um, I ever went
1: over. <laughs> yeah. Get it. <laughs> um but for the most part your lists are not really going to be restricted uh in in that sense because other than like those two games you only ever ran like one unit beyond boltons and so you can already do that even after the swap so
0: yep and it doesn't even matter so I know that this faction's not going to get a ton of support. That's not to say it won't get support in the future. Maybe they release things tiny amounts every now and again. But I can guarantee one thing. I am great at waiting. I have never <laughs> gotten new stuff. <laughs> so I'll be good to wait. I can wait another five years for one more box. It'll be fine. <laughs>
1: See, I'm the same, but in a different way. I, Since I collect every single army for Ice and Fire, I just always have so much on my plate that I'm never really, like, wanting... Like, I I see something cool, and I'm just like... I, I almost never am like, I need it this instant. Just because, I mean, for example, uh, you know, I like to swap up armies quite a bit, but there's so many things that I've only ever tried once, or haven't even gotten a chance to play at all yet just because, you know, I only play so much and to, uh, you know, you only have so many games in you per week, per, you know, month and so on to try every last new thing is really tough. But, you know, so I'm not really like, even though the Boltons, uh, I'm super excited for myself, I just, you know, I probably could wait, you know, it'll, August will be here before I know it, and, you know, and then I'll have another portion of stuff i got to paint.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll
0: have to well, contend with you for Boltons, I'm sure, Let's see who plays the most Boltons. I guess I'll have to drive down to Games Plus more often.
1: <laughs> well, I definitely won't be running Boltons at uh, um, the Nationals, so... Uh, you got to take that first thing No worries off. there. Yeah. I'm going to take it from you. you um, see. But, uh, what was I going to say? Um, but right now I have an insane amount of conquest I have to paint, so i got to get that all handled before uh, any more ice and fire comes out.
0: <clears throat> you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> I've actually been painting. I've Got all the silver on my Praetorians yesterday, so yeah, my airbrush finally working again. Hopefully that works out for me.
1: Nice, yeah. I'm gonna try to you know get all my conquest painted, and then uh, as soon as possible. That way, when Nationals gets closer, if there's like units that I want to have painted for that tournament, uh, you know, I'll kind of have my my plate uh, a little less full. I've been kind of slacking on my conquest. My paint scheme is so easy that, you know, I always liked that I was able to basically have the army like 90% painted or more. Now it's like, I don't know. I still have a huge chunk of it painted, but I just have so much new stuff I gotta get done. So, but, you know, with that said, uh, is there anything uh, else that uh, you think uh, we might have skipped over or forgot?
0: No, I looked at the pictures about a thousand times. I think we talked about everything I know about, which I hope we learn more as time goes on. August can't come fast enough. It's still so many months away. Come on, show me the tax cards. I need it.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping they, uh, you know, because you know how someone's always leaking crap, I really hope that they just, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe starting in July, like early July, um, uh, just showing everything and getting uh, ahead of the leak for sure. Yeah, because I definitely, you know, for the most for most people, whether it's a reveal or a leak, it's all the same to most people. You know, they see the content and it is what it is. But I, I don't know. I much much prefer when I see it from CMON himself. One, it's usually much better quality and better pictures and they can sometimes lead it up with more explanation uh, as to, like, how an ability works sometimes when they do, like, their little descriptions. Um, you know, they don't break down every little thing, but sometimes they'll kind of add a little uh, description in there. So I really hope uh, Simon, uh, um, you know, reveals, uh, starts to reveal that that's excessive. Uh, it's already all out. I mean, they're not out, but, you know, it's already, like, I'm assuming already done because I think there were some talks that they really wanted to get Boltons for the Super Regional as, like, giveaway prizes. But um, because of uh, just shipping and things being stuck on boats, they just could not get it fast enough. So, my guess, so that must mean it's all done. They're all probably wrapped in their boxes. So, you know, it'd be nice if they just... Uh, you know, cracked open, or if they have the files or whatever, and just, uh, you know, start showing them off.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. That's all I can say.
1: (laughs) So with that said, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and um, I hope you guys are starting to enjoy, uh, you know, some of the more uh, consistent content. Uh, I'm planning another show with Brett on Friday morning, we are going to talk about everything else that was talked about at the super regional, uh, at the panel that is not Bolton-related. Um, you know, as as it was, we're already like an almost an hour and twenty minutes into this episode, and we just talked about Bolton's. I knew there was no way we were going to be able to fit everything in two hours. That and Brett's been a little whiny, and he wants to get on and talk about things. So, but you know. Uh, I figured I'd let him on to, you know, talk about some stuff that were not Bolton related. Um but, uh, so I hope you guys, again, have been enjoying it. Um stay tuned for Friday. Uh, I'm gonna try to confirm with Brett sometime on, and then maybe even post the show up, uh, like the link early so people, if they wanna jump in, uh, live, uh, to talk talk with me and or brett uh about some of the stuff uh you can do that um always remember all of our shows are live so you can always call in uh and you know give us your feedback uh your two cents um we're welcome uh, you know you're always welcome to come on um you know that's why we do it this way uh on this platform so but again uh thank you all i hope everyone has a great uh or, or had a great uh, Memorial Day. Uh, what was today? Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday. Everyone uh, had a great Memorial Day. Um, and, you know, uh, and then with Father's Day coming up, you know, get prepared for that. Uh, anything uh, Anything on your end, Bre- uh, Brett? <laughs> uh, Justin?
0: Nope. I am now Brett, though, so I will talk to all of <laughs> you in a few days. All
1: right. Again, thanks, everyone. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, you know we'll dismiss the council. still here. Why?